My second weirder tangent that I'm sure... Okay, here's the setup because it's not going to go anywhere. Have either of you seen any of the old Men in Black movies? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I saw them. They're awesome. Will Smith is like, uh, has sex with aliens or something. Right. But they rebooted them like last year and I tried watching that one while I was falling asleep last night. Why? <laughs> uh, I didn't want to pay attention <laughs> to anything. I wanted to see some aliens. I thought, why not? Why not? I'll watch that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> why was probably... I wish I'd asked myself the same question. <laughs> uh, I didn't get very far into it because, like, the one of the first scenes is just uh, Thor getting raped by, like, a <laughs> octopus woman. Like, an octopus alien. Hentai. What do you mean Thor? <laughs> do you mean the guy who plays Thor? Yeah, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, the big Australian guy that yeah. we made a Nord. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we also made him an agent of the United States government, and uh, it's just hentai for the yeah. opening scene. It's pretty great. That's pretty sick. <laughs> Here's a slightly adjacent tangent. How fucking long is the movie Ghostbusters? I swear it was on for like four hours at work. Ghostbusters, what, the original one or like the new yeah, one? Yeah, Ghostbusters, the original one. It's like incredibly long, I think. It, you probably just like... you probably just missed the uh, ending and beginning to the sec the you know, the next movie just started. Because I think there's multiple of them, right? There are definitely multiple of them. But uh, it was like the beginning of the first one with like the marshmallow shit. I don't really like that movie. I don't think that's a very good movie. No. The original Ghostbusters was like, okay, I just like Bill Murray, though, if he does anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I can get behind this. There are ghosts or something. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll get I behind bet. a ghost. Yeah, right? <laughs> Bill Murray's here, so it's going to be funny and sad and make you think, but not really. Yeah, he wasn't at that stage in his career yet. He wasn't at, like, sweater and glasses Bill Murray. Which, honestly, I, I think older Bill Murray is better than younger. Oh, yeah. Ah... Uh, I really don't have much of an opinion one way or the other, but I think it's corny as fuck is you guys have seen those uh, Bill Murray like stories. Oh yeah, 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 what? yeah. It's just like Bill Murray is an epic random man and he'll mm -hmm. like come up to you and like eat one french fry or like I don't know, you'll No see one's it. ever going to believe you. Hey, exactly, it's that bullshit, but there's literally like a show about it just like That's crazy. This PR campaign started after Bill Murray ate a child or something. <laughs> That's right. Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, yeah. the number one uh, podcast for Bill Murray eating children. Yeah. I'm your host, Joe Sandusky. <laughs> I'm Danny Weinstein. And I am the worst fucking judge in Delaware. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is impressive. Speaking of eating children, uh, do you guys want to start with this Nancy Pelosi video? <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know when this was. Good morning. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know when this was. I think like a week ago. But uh, her, her her thing where she went on CNN and just screamed at Wolf Blitzer because he was like, like obviously there's a difference between American journalism and like virtually all other journalism, save for maybe British. 
But, like, you're supposed to, like, not just give Puff Peace interviews, but that's typically what happens in America. Wolf Blitzer sort of strays from that a little bit and is like, uh, Nancy, why are you, like, being a terrible person? And she gets extremely angry at him. Yeah, why are you doing nothing for anyone and just starving the poorest of your constituents to death? Yeah. And, Please answer. And, <laughs> and she absolutely you know, accepted this interview thinking that it would just be a puff piece. Yeah, that's all she's really equipped for. She's like 90 years old, yeah, you know? it's exactly like when uh, Ben Shapiro went and got interviewed on BBC. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's equipped for a conservative interview. He's not equipped to be asked any introspective questions. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, uh, so I set the link in the Discord. Um, speaker, these are, these are incredibly difficult times right now. Uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. No, we'll leave us. it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf, and I hate to say that to <laughs> you, right. but I feel confident about it, and I feel confident about my colleagues, and I feel confident in my chairs. And it's not about me. It's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent, <laughs> and who are we having represent them. And who we are represent them. Getting and by we represent these them. These long food and lines that we're seeing. Them. I know we you know are. Them. I'm, I'm just we saying. We represent oh, them, and we know God. them. As we, we, say, represent them. Them. we represent them. them. We represent the good, them. We represent them. We know them. Madam Speaker, <laughs> they are the valid. Case, but we're not even close to the good. All right, let's see what happens because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to our constituents' needs. I am sensitive <laughs> to them because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you Have so you much. Look at her fucking face. Oh my we'll god, that evil little fucking grin the right there. For sure. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We feed them. Who the we fuck do you them. feed, Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi is the most detestable person in American politics, and it's really not even close. Because Mitch McConnell just goes on TV and he's just like, yeah, I'm the fucking Grim Reaper. Fuck you. Do something about <laughs> Dude, it, pussy. And Nancy Pelosi's that like... That video of him chuckling? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Him just literally laughing at Amy McGrath on TV. He doesn't need to answer you. <laughs> he is the Senate. Versus Nancy Pelosi, who has, like, exactly as much power as he does, with the exception of, like, you know, the judiciary and the executive branch. Exactly as much legislative power as he does. And she's acting like she is the only reason anything good has ever happened in American society. I, I, would, yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if she did believe that. Like, that she is the reason that, you know, American democracy, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The poor wouldn't be able to eat without Nancy Pelosi's second <laughs> ice cream freezer. She's feeding them. Yeah. She's feeding them. I watched uh, the whole, like, 11-minute interview, and it was just such, such dog shit. Yeah. She was bugging, like, the whole entire time. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't cut it short. It was basically like Trump saying, uh, 1.8 trillion, uh, why, you know, why won't you call him and work on this? And she's just like, you don't understand, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, well, do you know what you're talking about? Can you explain it? Because I could explain it, it's pretty fucking easy. It's like, you know, Trump has more money in there for, uh, companies that make apps that shoot people into the sun when they should have earned income tax credits for black single mothers who make blah blah blah. It's all bullshit, right? Well, yeah. Trump wants yeah. to invest in a different military program than she does or whatever, and so the argument continues. Yeah, and no, the of course, fucking obvious thing. They don't want to give Trump another W, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that it comes up in the interview. Wolf Blitzer's like, so what if he wants his name on the check? And she's just like, no, no, you don't understand. It's Exactly. It's like, of course Trump wants his name on the check. 
But I can't believe that you care enough <laughs> about that that you're not going to give anyone a check. Exactly. That makes you just as bad. That makes you worse than him because you're trying to draw a point of comparison of between the two. Of course. Now, now this interview, just her freaking out, it of course speaks to her completely heartless disposition. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're right. Why couldn't she just explain that? Like, it wouldn't be hard to be like, the Republicans' bill goes, half of the money goes to the fucking military. It wouldn't be hard to say that. It's it's also speaking to how insane she is, how her brain is melting too. Exactly, she's fucking, how old is Nancy? 82 now? I don't know, 110? Yeah, I don't care. Nancy Pelosi is uh, 420, 69 years old and her brain is completely fucking melted. <laughs> like, she's just not fucking equipped to do this. Oh my god. Like, yes, the questions the questions might have been slightly more hard-hitting than, like, a CNN interview would normally be for, uh, you know, a Democratic machine politician, but there's still layups. Yeah, exactly. You were still supposed to respond better than this. Yeah. Better than when Wolf Blitzer is like, people are starving to death in the streets. You're like, let them eat votes. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Oh my God. There was, a, there was another part in the interview where she just kept repeating, it is the coronavirus. It is the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Over and over again. <laughs> I mean, her brain, she's like, a, she's a skipping record. She's got a damn, someone left her out in the cold too long and she started getting <laughs> warped. The French would overthrow <laughs> democracy over less than this. It would be over because of this. Like, oh my god, we're so cocked, it sucks. They go, sweet old Nancy, standing up to the president by not letting anyone eat. Yeah, standing up to the president by just starving people to death. It's like they're owning the libs. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. They are owning the libs. They're starving them to death. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess piggybacking off of owning the libs, uh, should we begin to uh, own uh, own some libs here with our first half? Oh yeah, uh, welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one own the libs podcast on the lib left. I'm your host, <laughs> Lib Joe. Uh... So, if you have existed in the United States uh, for the past couple of days, um, you'll know that a uh, an article dropped in the New York Post... Um, Basically, you know, it's titled The Smoking Gun to uh, the Hunter Ukraine stuff. Um, <laughs> we don't really need to go over all the, Little the classic pictures that they ripped from his hard drive. They're awesome. They're great. Uh, they're my phone background and lock screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're spectacular. Uh, they are spectacular. Uh, the Smoking Gun was, I guess, Giuliani was able to leak... Uh, emails. Uh, we're doing an, we're doing some more email canceling, folks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Giuliani was able to link to emails showing that uh, Biden had set up some meeting between the Ukrainian monopoly man and uh, <laughs> his father at some point. Yeah. Well, when uh, Biden was vice president, mainly. Yeah. 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 Which is what they were chiefly, like, denying ever happened. Yeah, but again, uh, this is the same sort of stupid bullshit that all political fail sons do. Yes. It's, uh, Eric trying to run Trump Industries. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pelosi's daughter talking about how some of our faves are going to get cancelled. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's all the same thing. They have faves. Yeah. You're not one of them. Yeah. The entire belief... There's nothing inherently more or less fucked up about this than any job Chelsea Clinton has ever had, than any job Don Jr. has ever had. It's just... It's great how they uh, they put uh, Eric's wife on the campaign trail, but not Eric. 
<laughs> Who's Eric's wife? Laura. Eric Trump wife. Eric's boobies. Google. <laughs> Eric's chin. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's chin is too weak to allow him on the campaign trail. Yeah, that's true. She does have a more powerful chin. I like to think that's how Trump uh, marriages works. So eugenics, where Trump like looks at them and decides what they need. <laughs> I I think it's more like the uh, Habsburg lip sort of thing, in that every Trump just has a super weak chin and jawline. Well, you can definitely tell that from like Guilfoyle, where it's like Don Trump Jr. is going to be raising the bastard son of uh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom. <laughs> um, Donald I like to think Newsom. it's because Eric Eric never learned to lie. So if anyone asks him a question. He's not used to any hardball, but if anyone asks him any sort of hardball question, he'll just be like, oh, and just tell, tell, he'll tell the truth. He it's never that, learned. It's that riddle, there are two brothers, one can only lie and one can only tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. That's, that's the Trump family. So is Baron, is ba Baron's taller than both of them now, I imagine, right? Yeah. Baron, yeah, absolutely. He's the tallest Trump. He, get, he like, gives them noogies. He's like, what's up, little brothers? <laughs> these like adult men all right all right let's get back to this um <laughs> so hunter ukraine not the first time that the extended biden family has been involved in uh weird sort of financial things and this article i know chapo did this article last year i don't care uh, don't bring that up don't bring that up pretend that we don't know el chapo el, what did el chapo do with an article yeah. i don't know what mr guzman was doing or not doing we're doing this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <clears throat> it's an article titled The Biden Family's Strange Business History. Over his decades in office, middle-class Joe's family fortunes have closely tracked his political career by Ben Schreckinger in Politico. Politico, noted paper of record that was publishing everyone edging over uh, Louis Arce's Arce? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's Bolivian. But yeah. he won uh, MAS owned their coup government and politico posted a uh, butt mad article about it yeah let's uh let's get that out of the way right now uh socialism has triumphed over fascism in bolivia folks it's official and for the next 10 minutes or so yeah yeah before uh before the genocide really gets going but um yeah, yeah, before we send Elon Musk down there in a mech. <laughs> Did you see Tesla's stock dropped like 9 points after MAS one? <laughs> I did see that, yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. Brilliant. It's awesome. But, uh, <clears throat> it starts out here. The day the Bidens took over Paradigm Global Advisors was a memorable one. <laughs> Paradigm Global <laughs> Advisors. Uh, so... Three words that mean nothing, always a good start for a company. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, yes, three words that mean nothing. I read this article probably two times through and had no fucking idea what this was. So I looked it up. I found, I went on sec.gov. Um, it is a investment company with, you know, a ton of other confusing legal words. Just that's, that's the basics. It's an investment company. The American dream folks running a company that does not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, in the late summer of 2006, Joe Biden's son Hunter and Joe's younger brother James purchased the firm. On their first day on the job, they showed up with Joe's other son, Bo, and two large men and ordered the hedge fund's chief of compliance to fire its president, according to a paradigm executive. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's awesome. It's very similar to when the mafia, like, uh, you know, runs a union and they'll just go into some, you know, some boss's office and threaten to break his legs. Two large men. <laughs> I was about to say, in The Sopranos, where they send Bobby Bacala to go intimidate the union boss so they can keep control over the union. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Just beast. So, after the firing, the two large men <laughs> escorted the fund's president out of the firm's midtown Manhattan office, and James Biden laid out his vision for the fund's future. Quote, don't worry about investors. According to the executive, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, citing fear of retaliation, we've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. Fear of retaliation. <laughs> yeah, the Biden crime family is going to come get you. In case yeah. you thought the Clinton... The Biden brand. Yeah, in case you thought the Clinton crime family was too competent. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. This is what socialism is. It's taking two burly men to a firm's midtown office and leading the president out into the street. The only <laughs> issue is that they didn't execute him afterwards. <laughs> and that their entire goal was just to, uh, you know, keep dark money for Joe Biden. Yeah. I, I want to know what dark money was in for Joe Biden. Because this was, you know, he was launching his second presidential campaign after his first was a complete abysmal failure. He's running against... You know, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, maybe a bunch of, I don't know, credit card companies, presumably. It's just funny that he needed to do this at all, because Delaware is a state that exists because of dark money. It is a state yeah. created by and run by dark money. <laughs> yeah. And Joe Biden still couldn't figure out how to get any, so he had to go send his stupid fucking brother <laughs> and crack-addicted son <laughs> to go conquer some for him. Yeah. I like to think that Hunter was, like, in the corner, you know, as the muscle. He was wearing, like, a Kappa track suit, smoking a cigarette, wearing sunglasses <laughs> inside. All right, hold on, hold on. Kappa track suit bottoms with denim jacket, no shirt. Yes. <laughs> I, Perfect. And, and black Tims. Just dressed like Connie from Good Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes on here. At the time, the senator was just months away from both assuming the chairmanship of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and launching his second presidential bid. According to the executive, James Biden made it clear he viewed the fund as a way to take money from rich foreigners who could not legally give money to his older brother or his campaign account. Quote, we've got investors lined up in a line of 747s filled with cash ready to invest in this company. Uh, the executive remembers James Biden saying. <laughs> ready to invest in this company. Well, what is, what's your product? What do you make? Money. <laughs> what do you make? Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. We sell Biden. <laughs> sell stocks in Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, so it seems that, I mean, maybe on this, just on the surface here, this company existed to funnel money into the Biden campaign uh, from, I don't know, Xi Jinping. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's just really awesome that Bo Biden was present because he was always supposed to be, he was the good son, right? Hunter was the yeah. fuck up addicted to crack and Bo was the attorney general of Delaware who was to become president. Yeah. I like that you Google James Biden and uh, like he looks like the brother you have go do a crime for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like half the articles are like scandals. He looks like a mix between, like, Godfather-era Marlon Brando and Joe, and Joe Biden. He does look like <laughs> one of the lesser Gerhardt characters from Fargo. <laughs> uh, at this, the executive recalled, Bo Biden, who was then running for attorney general of Delaware, turned bright red. He told his uncle, This can never leave this room, and if you ever say it again, I will have nothing to do with this. <laughs> 
Bo why was yeah. Bill legit? Why was Bo there? I, I don't know. <laughs> Family why? business, baby. Yeah, but send Hunter, right? Hunter's like the one who can beat them to death with a stovepipe in the, the parking guy. lot. Yeah, exactly. Right, Hunter's the patsy. Maybe Bo is like the consigliere, but I guess that's James. I think, I think he is. Yeah, so consigliere, <laughs> the one right is Bo. Is Bo like... Bo's Christopher. <laughs> No, uh, Hunter's right, Christopher. Yeah. Hunter is 100% Christopher. No, because Hunter was never supposed to be Biden's heir versus Bo. I, I did this all for you, Bo. This was all going to be yours. True, true. And he I didn't know die of a brain aneurysm either. Joe Biden uh, choked him out to death and it's his own blood. Same way. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a bit of a mixed <laughs> metaphor, I know, but Hunter is not Christopher. He's the guy that gets addicted to heroin in The Wire. Everyone in The Wire is addicted to heroin. What does he look like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Say the word. I, just, I want you to say the word. He's he's like the the white guy. Oh what? Right? Oh white the one guy who gets on beat heroin? up in like the first or second episode. <laughs> I, I oh oh, you're talking about Bubbles Boy, right? Yeah yeah, I remember <laughs> that now. Uh, no, Hunter um, has main character energy. <laughs> Uh, none of the ventures appear to have been runaway successes, and Biden's relatives have not been accused of criminal wrongdoing in their dealings. But over the years, several of their partners and associates have ended up in indicted or convicted. <laughs> That's Truly. also a famous Trump thing. Always a good sign. What's a famous Trump thing? None of his ventures appear to have been runaway successes, and his relatives have not been accused of criminal wrongdoing in their dealings, but over the years, several of their partners and associates have ended up indicted or convicted. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much well, word Trump's for word. Well, constantly accused of criminal wrongdoing, and his entire family yeah, is, true. but they get away with it. The Bidens yeah. just, like, were not good enough at money laundering to make enough money <laughs> for it to matter. Yeah, they did, like, misdemeanor, like... So this article goes into now a, uh, a timeline of sort of the Biden, the Biden clan's financial and political, uh, you know, advancements. Uh, it starts out, uh, 2001 to 2005, Hunter Biden is a paid consultant to a uh, the Delaware Bank MBNA, which, uh, if you listen to our Biden episode, is Mr. Biden sold his, uh, like, $100,000 home to an MBNA uh, executive for, like, $1.5 million. But, in the same time, 2001 to 2008, Hunter Biden is also working as a Washington lobbyist. <laughs> So that's that's classic, <laughs> working at a credit card company and a lobbying firm at the same time. No, exactly. This is the kind of jobs you know, they all get, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You got your no-show job and you got your real job, being the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, also in 2005, a uh, a bill to make it harder to declare Chapter Seven bankruptcy, uh, which you know benefits MBNA, passes the Senate with active support from Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> 2006, James and Hunter Biden acquire Paradigm Global Advisors. 2007, Joe Biden launches second presidential campaign. And uh, James and Sarah Biden plan to launch lobbying firm with Mississippi Contacts until the Mississippians are arrested for scheme to bribe a judge. <laughs> it doesn't really expand on that, just that. <laughs> James and Sarah Biden tried to start a lobbying firm with the people from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> it, and also, uh, going back to when we were talking about uh, Biden selling that house. Yeah. Uh, there was just this big Snopes article that was like, uh, false, Biden does not own this DuPont mansion because yeah, he yeah, sold yeah. it to these people yeah. who his son worked for. 
<laughs> if only they'd listened to our episode. Absolutely, absolutely. I also think it's funny that uh, there are really two paths if you are the son of a political scion and you're trying to work in politics, right? You can either be a direct heir, like Bo was, or like uh, even like Clay was, who Cory Bush beat in the middle of uh, St. Louis or whatever. <laughs> or you can be Hunter Biden and you can be their son and your job is just to like show up and have that last name and collect the check. Right. And I this podcast's official stance on uh no work jobs is pro. You should be able to just get paid to do nothing. And uh Yeah, yeah. Everyone sure. should have a Hunter Biden job. <laughs> um so this is another thing that we're not going to really uh expand on but Next, in 2009, uh, Paradigm's connection to Ponzi schemer Alan Stanford and the fraudulent Ponte Negra Fund come to light. So this is uh, people who were, like, uh, very involved in Paradigm Global Advisors while uh, Hunter and James Biden were at the helm. Uh, he got destroyed for, like, a multi-billion dollar Ponzi scheme. Um, again, just, just a little detail. Uh, so, next... In 2013, you know, Biden is vice president, Hunter Biden travels to Beijing with his father on official business, and while there, introduces his father to his Chinese business partner, Jonathan Lee of Bohai Capital, with whom he had uh, concluded a lucrative real estate deal. And where Hunter Biden was given uh, the third biggest diamond in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's who gave and it the, to him. The Pink Panther ensues. Literally, literally, Uncut Gems is happening, but it's Hunter Biden, so he wins in the end. <laughs> yeah. The lesser-known fact is how he had to smuggle it out <laughs> in the in the in the corpse of a, uh, a tiny little dead ch- uh, Chinese girl. Maybe I'll cut. That. Which, of course, is <laughs> legal so. to uh, remove and fly home with. <laughs> um, so this is where the timeline starts to intersect with uh, current, um, you know, Hunter sort of drama. March 2014, Russia invades Crimea, and Joe Biden leads administration's response. Then, a month later, April 2014, Ukrainian gas company Burisma Holdings gives Hunter Biden a lucrative board position. (laughs) So, that leads us in to new New York Post article, which has been scrubbed from the internet because it was uh, obtained with... uh, by hacking, they DDoSed it. I've bypassed the firewall. Yeah, they've doxed Hunter Biden. <laughs> uh, titled, Smoking Gun Email Reveals How Hunter Biden Introduced Ukrainian Businessman to VP Dad by Emma Joe Morris and Gabrielle Fon Rouge in New York Post. Yes, girl power here. Let's go. Uh, okay, so this is a this is a little sort of pointless detail, but before the article starts, there is a video linked uh, titled "Pitbull Teaches Himself How to Sled." I I watched it; it was pretty. <laughs> I <good>. love that. <laughs> this is the best part about this article. Why, why are we yeah. doing an episode about that? <laughs> well, it's only about twenty seconds long. He taught himself that quick. Yeah, yeah. What a uh, good boy! It's actually really inspiring. Yeah, um, <laughs> more talented than Hunter Biden. Moving on. <laughs> so it starts out. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company, according to emails obtained by the Post. 
The never-before-revealed uh, meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that Vadim Pazharsky, an advisor to the board of Burisma, allegedly sent Hunter Biden on April 17th, 2015, about a year after Hunter joined the Burisma board at a reported salary of up to $50,000 a month. Those are some serious clams right there, boys. I, I added that last part. Dude, that's so sweet. He made so much money. He got like a three and a half million dollar diamond and fifty thousand dollars a month just to be like, yeah, dude, you should meet my dad. Think we go, going back to the uncut gems thing though. Like, it had to be hard for him to profit off of the diamond. You know, we all saw how much bullshit it goes into uh, actually making money off of one of these stones. Yeah, yeah, first an NBA player steals it, then he doesn't give it back. Yeah, Hunter Biden definitely let some basketball player borrow his diamond. <laughs> he definitely yeah, Joel, did. Joel Embiid. He was yeah, like, Joel, he, he was like, Joel you have a personal... still has the diamond. Yeah, he's like, he's <laughs> like, he has a personal connection to it. I understand that. Hunter just forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Hunter <laughs> wanted him to have it. You're right. <laughs> he was like, keep this. <laughs> I understand. Uh, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's realty and honor and pleasure, the email reads. Uh, it's classic when somebody who doesn't speak English also types in broken English. You love to see that. <laughs> it's just for continuity's sake. An earlier email from May 2014 also shows... Uh, get, continue to bear with me here uh, when I pronounce this asshole's name. Pazharsky. I think it's Pazharsky. Pazharsky, reportedly Barisma's number three executive, asking Hunter for advice on how you could use your influence on the company's behalf. Uh, it really appears that Hunter's position on this, uh, you know, gas company board, it's it's just boilerplate. You know, American Empire nepotism. Not even just American Empire, just imperial nepotism. It's it's how it works. To pretend like Donald Trump Jr. has nothing uh, similar to this is just to be naive, you know? Or fucking Chelsea Clinton. It's the way this all works, especially with this. How can you use your influence to help me? Oh, boy, I wonder why the fucking... Who was it? The Emiratis bought Jared Kushner's shitty tower where, like, the floors were five feet high and it was full of asbestos? <laughs> oh, boy, I'm sure they just bought that because it was a great deal. Yeah, yeah. They bought it 20% above market value. It's like, no, this is how this bullshit works. Yeah. Hunter Biden uh, actually got the job at Burisma on the board because they needed a Mr. December in the, uh, the company calendar. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the executives were these, like... <laughs> older fatter men and they needed a uh, hunter to come in yeah hunter's and, uh, got a uh, really... full hunter's got a foolproof method to keep the fat off if you if you catch my drift hunter would have never gotten involved with a natural gas company he thought he was selling weed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he had to smoke the crack he thought that's what his job was he thought that's why they were paying him so it goes on here. The blockbuster correspondence, which flies in the face of Joe Biden's claim that he's, quote, never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, is contained in a massive trove of data recovered from a laptop computer. Now, in Joe Biden's defense... He probably okay, doesn't know. He probably thinks yes, he's never spoken. Exactly. Exactly. He lives his everyday life at a, at a time when he hadn't spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings. You know? <laughs> his son is 11 years old. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. It's the 1970s. Everything's a Steamboat Mickey cartoon. That's what it looks like for Joe Biden. He texts him and he's like, hello, very good boy. I love you, my beautiful good boy. How are you doing? Good yeah. morning. Yeah. That's why we're doing Russiagate. He's just going to call them the Soviet Union during his State of the Union address. Like, holy shit. Um, so... The computer was dropped off at a repair shop in Biden's home state of Delaware in April 2019, according to the store's owner. The customer who brought in the water-damaged MacBook Pro for repair never paid for the service or retrieved it, (laughs) or a hard drive on which its contents were stored, according to the shop owner, who said he tried repeatedly to contact the client. I love bringing my broken laptop to a repair shop and then forgetting about it. You just don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Okay. The shop owner couldn't positively identify the customer as Hunter Biden, but said the laptop bore a sticker from the Bo Biden Foundation. That's so yes, fucking because he was funny. wearing he was wearing a large fedora hat tipped over his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best part about this story is the laptop must have come from this fucking shop owner, right? Yes. He made a copy of the hard drive and gave it to Rudy. Oh Jesus! Well, I think, I think more than likely, Rudy obtained a copy of Hunter's hard drive and then just put it on a random laptop. You know what I mean? Yes, quite possibly. Perhaps. That would be the way to do it. Either way, what I was going to say is this continues my thesis as someone who knows like a little bit about computers. Computer repair shops are literally a complete fucking scam. There's oh yeah. There is nothing those people can't do that you can't do through a YouTube video. And if you're bringing them broken computers, they are switching out the parts in your computer with worse parts to make a profit (laughs) off of you. They are charging you $50 for labor where they did nothing. (laughs) Yes, yes. To pretend that computer uh, repair shops don't just go in the back and look it up, whatever the problem is on YouTube... You're you're a child if you believe it, if you don't believe that. Literally, you're preying on the elderly. That's all it is. Yes, yes, That's yes, why yes. they exist. And this success They're equal to robocalls. And they're sending your nudes to Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then as a side hustle, they sell your dick to Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's the Nathan for You episode where he is a completely asexual computer repair uh, experience. I was trying to figure <laughs> out how to bring that up, but yes, that's what he needed. He needed the completely asexual experience that would see hunter biden smoking meth and be yeah. like tight uh, yeah i'm not attracted to that yeah exactly <laughs> uh, unlike us we're very attracted to that it would be funny if that was the <laughs> computer repair shop in the nathan for you episode yeah yeah and he's narrating awesome. he's like we uncovered some very disturbing images <laughs> <laughs> that was the episode uh i did not know what to do <laughs> But, before turning over the gear, the shop owner says, he made a copy of the hard drive and later gave it to former mayor Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello. Ha- they could not have made up a less believable story. What the fuck? Yeah, I-, I found some I found some dirt on the political candidate I don't like. I'm gonna give it to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is... This, it's even more crazy, because this guy's probably specifically a Rudy Giuliani fanboy and was like, he'll know what to do with this. <laughs> it's a Rudy's guy a from smart Delaware. Guy. Rudy's a good, got a good head on his shoulders. Oh, yeah, 9-11. 9-11. Rudy Giuliani <laughs> did 9-11. <laughs> Allegedly, in Minecraft. We, we have to keep it, because it's the only funny thing I've said. Fuck! Uh, he, uh, he credits the, uh... 
he credits Rudy Giuliani with bringing the M&M store to Times Square. He really <laughs> likes the M&M store. Three floors of uh, sugary goodness. You can make your own bag. Rudy Giuliani let him fuck the green M&M. <laughs> <laughs> the green M&M, also known as the sexy M&M. Yes, she's black, right? I think so. Yeah. I think she's green. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> there's a thing there's a thing that fucking hollywood loves to do where they'll just make black people green and they're like no they're not black people it's like killer croc in suicide squad how the only thing he wanted for being in the suicide squad was bet in his cell and he talked oh like oh this like God. holy shit yo we should watch suicide I squad i haven't later. seen suicide squad I've seen about 10 minutes of it. It is dog shit. I saw the sequel, the Harley Quinn sequel with Joey, and he fell asleep, so I was just watching it. <laughs> like, immediately, like, a, a woman started speaking, and then now I was out like a white. Uh, and, oh, and, nice. and, and me, an ally, you know, I stayed attentive the whole entire time. I didn't take my eyes off of it. Respectfully watched. I only wanted to watch that for uh, fucking Ewan McGregor. He was in it? Yeah, he was the bad guy, and honestly, he didn't disappoint. He was fucking cool for the... Ewan McGregor is so good as a bad guy, universally. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I saw it so that I could understand the Chapo review they did of it. <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I could understand this five-year-old episode of a podcast because I saw this movie. All right. They, they came out kind of concurrently. Yeah. All right, so... In summation, on our uh, Hunter Biden section here, okay? It's boilerplate nepotism. That This is just how this shit works. Powerful people in political positions put their children into positions that make money off of their influence. That's just how empire works. And it's no different from anyone else's fucking children that are in power now. It is, com you're completely correct, this is just influence peddling, this is how it works, this is what being a fail son is. This is what yes. you, me, or anyone else would do in the same position. You s yes. You're not really doing anything and you're generating vast amounts of wealth, like what's the issue? Uh, well, you know, the issue is the co moral and economic collapse of our society. But at the same time, <laughs> Hunter Biden will not be the one to cause it any more so than... Uh, Trumpies will be the one to cause it. Then, mm -hmm. and I don't know, the guy who invented Peloton will be the one to cause it. Like, it's... <laughs> it's, uh, it's Noel Fielding getting to be on all these shows because he's Margaret Thatcher's son. Exactly, man! <laughs> I mean, you just, these Hollywood elites like Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Why did that one go over my head? Um, so, also, on the subject of the pictures... It is so beast that somebody would take pictures. I mean, they look like they're taking on a fucking Blackberry. They're so old. And then and then upload them to your computer's hard drive for some reason. We're going to get his, like, MySpace in a few weeks. That's awesome. That is so sick. He wanted to keep those photos. He needed those for later. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Hunter Biden's tinder profile it would be fucking fire it's, it's immaculate uh, i'm sure it would be amazing uh, he doesn't even need tinder gold no he doesn't have tinder at all man he walks into the street and makes You're eye right. contact with women and then asks them their star sign and then they are his forever i am more sure of that than anything in the world are you kidding me yeah 
Hunter's star sign is the year of the dragon. It is. He's got a giant dragon tattoo on his chest surrounded by a tree of life. Like, it's just, he mixes cultures at will. It's just... It's like sacred geometry and shit or whatever that is all over yeah. him. Absolutely. Oh, my God. He's got runes on his back. Absolutely. And let's let's talk the effect of this drop, which has been, uh, I think Joe Biden has gained points in the polls. He has looked nothing but yeah. relatable. Because the only yeah, his... message Joe actually has is like, my beautiful boy, I love you forever, dad. Yeah, I forgive you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have successfully made the guy who wrote the crime bill... Look into like, a sympathetic character. Yeah, look like he's soft on drug use. Like yeah, yeah. The guy who created the, the hundred to one crack to coke sentencing disparity. Yeah. The guy who famously said that uh, raves should like you should get life in prison for going to a rave. And if you help someone who's like ODing at a rave, you should also get in trouble. Yeah, you should get yeah. in trouble. You should go to jail for that. Like holy shit. And now this guy. Everyone in America has a fucked up son on pills because opiates are like, you know, are what, number three export or something. Yeah, or cousin or friend. Absolutely. Like, drug addiction's a regular part of American society, especially in the, like, rust belt swing states that gave him the election. So I don't know. Yeah. If anyone cares about this, it will only be to Biden's benefit. Uh, the influence peddling is funny. <laughs> if Joe Biden wins... Hunter Biden is going to get to, uh, fuck Kimberly Guilfoyle. <laughs> I'm more sure of that than anything else right now. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's it, boys. Let's go. I it's hate like, women. It's, it, it's like trading Sons and Fargo, but the parties just trade Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> takeaway about hunter biden to me is all this shit's the same that the donald trump swamp and the joe biden swamp are going to be functionally identical their kids do the same kind of stupid crimes that everyone else's kids do Ugh, neither will give health care in the middle of a pandemic it looks pretty likely that the democrats primary plan should biden win uh is to just reopen the economy anyway because now they are the guardians of capital they won the middle class. They won the support. They won the money. That's all it is. We're watching the money fight over which side will more effectively uh, govern to its benefit. It's the uh, switch from hunting Middle Eastern teenagers and trying to entrap them to trying to entrap uh, your fat uncle in Michigan and convince him he is going to kidnap the governor by himself. Yo. Yo, what's up? I just did a little Hunter Biden spiel. Nice. Is Matt here? Yeah. I just returned as well. Either way, you are justifying the security state to your primary base, and uh, 
more firmly securing your grasp on power. Who, me? I know. Yeah, you're securing your grasp on power by uh, being the one who Editing edits this the podcast, podcast and <laughs> writes the notes. Does all the work, actually. And does the flawless transitions. Welcome back to part two. Ha- sec- the, uh, the second <laughs> half. Flawless <laughs> transitions, baby! Number one podcast in New Jersey! Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Number one podcast in County, New Jersey. I'm gonna mute the part. It's gonna be funny. It's a big county. <laughs> yeah, it is a big county. The second largest county. Besides who? Yeah, New guess, Jersey. Who cares? Guess which one we are? Who cares, brother? We have a hundred listeners. If one of them is wants to come hunt us, that's fine. It'd be, it'd be good exposure <laughs> yeah. for the pod. That'll I mean, be more meaning than my life's ever had. If I don't go out like John Lennon, I swear to God. If I don't uh, recover like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> If I don't recover, like, damn, Chris Christie. All right. Oh, my God. So, this second half is a little bit, well, exponentially more fucked up than the first half. Um, So, what we wanted to do for this episode is sort of compare and contrast between the two Biden bros. Um, Between uh, Hunter's sort of, like, jolly, silly um, nepotism and... Those more serious imperial ambitions, uh, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Hunter Biden is a garden variety, your vibes are an energy type fuck up, versus Bo Biden was a democratic machine state politician that may have been president in our lifetimes had a divine intervention not stepped in. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Joe jo, jo Bowden's two sons, Thor and Loki. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. And notably, when uh, his brother was doing Uncle Magic and taking over that uh, paradigm company with his goons, uh, Bo was the one present. Because Bo, yeah. Bo is the brains. Bo is Walt. Yeah. Hunter's just poor, poor yeah. Jesse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, this one, sorry if it's, uh, we're not really gonna be able to make too many jokes out of this one, I don't think, but, um, it's not that long, so, you know, get the fuck over it. Uh, it's, it's an article titled, How a DuPont heir avoided jail time for a heinous crime by Dennis Cam. Denise Cam? Denise? Dennis? There's a Z instead of an S, folks. Uh, Cam in Forbes. <laughs> um, so... If you manage to listen to this podcast at all and, and, you know, not pay attention even slightly, uh, you would have no idea that the DuPont family runs Delaware and uh, the Bidens are sort of court jesters to the DuPont uh, monarchy, so to speak. Absolutely. They're running dogs, man. Yes. She's uh, a lady. Her name is Denise, I think. Well, I think that was one of the ones that I said. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm caught up in this. I, I, I just Googled her. Well, well, I think that was one of the ones I said. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, uh, this starts here. On February 6th, 2009, Robert Richards admitted to raping his three-year-old daughter, I feel horrible, he told the judge, according to court documents. There's no excuse for what I've done to her. Just a direct admission of guilt. Yeah. Not even making an excuse for himself. Very cool. Which is, I mean, I mean, you know, of course, 
There's no there's... excuse for this, but not even attempting no. to. And then not like... even attempting to, which means as he's raping his three-year-old daughter, he knows it's wrong. What kind of fucking psychopath? Oh, I wait, I know, a billionaire. His lawyer, calling the six foot four, roughly three hundred pound Richards a quote somewhat gentle person, argued he quote would not fare well in jail. Hours later, Richards walked away from Delaware Superior Court a free man. He pleaded guilty to a charge of rape in the fourth degree, paid a fine of four thousand three hundred ninety-five dollars, and promised to attend a high-end treatment center in Massachusetts. Yep. Less than $5,000 you pay for raping your child. Less than $5,000 and a trip to a country club for a month or two. Judge Jan Jordan, who presided over the case, I think we can uh, make a joke about that. Jan Jordan? JJJ, Judge Jan Jordan. It's like the KKK, but for pedophiles. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. Uh, Jordan, what is she, some fucking, like, Swedish lady? That's some kind of Germanic psychopath for sure. Judge Jan Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lived alone on a Swiss Alp and then came to America to say, hey, maybe that's fine. And just throw rocks at the dogs. Her great uncle helped uh, sew twins together in, in Nazi Germany, but uh, who presided over the case had initially considered sentencing Richards to eight years in prison. Wow, a whole eight years in prison for uh, raping your three-year-old daughter. Sounds just to me. Six foot four, 300 pounds. Like, Jesus Fucking yes. Christ. Yes. Ultimately, she gave him eight years of probation. I have concerns about this, because arguably, you should be in jail for what you did, Jordan said during the sentencing. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah, but I think you have significant treatment needs that have to be addressed, and you have very strong family support. So unlike many unfortunate people who come before me, you are lucky in that regard, and I hope you appreciate that. She's literally... Quite literally, just saying, in very strong family support, you are a DuPont. You're a billionaire. It doesn't matter what you do. You're allowed to break the law. You're allowed You're allowed to rape children. Luckily, you are from the family that is the reason that Delaware doesn't charge sales tax because of the amount of money that DuPont was generating yes. for them at the time. You yes. have elected every governor, senator, and representative in this state for the last 150 years. You yes. gave me this job! <laughs> so, a little bit of uh, background on uh, the Honorable Judge Jan Jordan. Uh, she was, of course, appointed to her position by then-Governor Ruth Ann Minner. Uh, appointed, notably, uh, because our legislative... Or, or, or rather, our judicial branch of government is entirely unelected. <laughs> and serves forever. Yeah. Richards did have support that most convicts lacked. Upon his release, he went back to living on the proceeds of his multi-million dollar trust fund. The result of being a member of one of Delaware's most powerful families, the DuPonts. Uh, proving that if you're a trust fund kid, you are a pedophile. Yep, across the board. Yeah. While he never worked for or had any affiliation with the DuPont company, he still benefits from the family fortune, which Forbes valued at $14.3 billion in 2016 and dates back 200 years in the state. So, I took a little bit of uh, liberty in the rest of this article because it is ridiculously long, but... A uh, little bit of background here on the DuPonts. Um, their elevation to the heights of, you know, decadence and financial power brokering began during the reign of Louis XIV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
they were in his court uh, as advisors. Uh, Pierre Dupont, I believe. After his execution, they quietly fled to Delaware in 1799, less than 100 miles from where Robert Richards received his sentence and spent his eight years of probation. It's got to be less than 100 miles. I mean, Delaware's like five city blocks big. Like, it's not a state. The idea that it has the same, like, Senate representation as California is madness. It's highways, it's highways yeah. just go in circles, so you think it's the size of a state. Dude, my favorite Delaware fact, a or 1.5 miles of expressway, $5. The same price as the full Maryland or Virginia length. Yeah. Um, so, the details of this story are, you know, horrifying and truly stomach-turning. Um, Robert Richards raped his three-year-old daughter several times. I say several because it's an unknown number of times until she was able to tell her grandmother that her father was touching her. Um, he also claims to have potentially raped his son and repressed the memories. Uh, all of this took place under then-Attorney General of Delaware, Bo Biden. The good son. The good son, yeah, the good one. The one um, he wanted to be president. Yeah, yeah. So, the article doesn't go into too much detail of uh, Biden's involvement in the case, or Biden's uh, Attorney General's office's involvement in the case, though it does mention that uh, his office originally sentenced him to 20-plus years in jail, uh, or in prison. They soon, though, entered a plea deal, arguably eagerly, in Richard's favor. Um, so this I is, think this it's is... probably important to note at this point that uh, Bo Biden was in Iraq. Oh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> when this was happening, Bo Biden was the active attorney general of Delaware, but as a member of the National Guard, had been deployed to Iraq and went. So he continued to be the acting attorney general yeah. while this was happening, and he was in another country taking pictures with big guns. Uh, yeah, so defending the plea bargain and Jordan sentencing in a letter to the News Journal, Bo Biden wrote, quote, this was not a strong case, and a loss at trial was a distinct possibility, and said the judge exercised sound discretion. So, yeah. I mean, he, he gives a bullshit sa statement to save face, just like, oh, it wasn't a very strong case. I'm a shitty AG. I'm not good at prosecuting people. Admitted so, uh... to raping his three-year-old daughter. I feel horrible. Yeah! There's no excuse for what I've done. There's just not enough to convict off that. Holy shit, man. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Our just, legal system's such a fucking joke. It's pay-to-play, dude. It's like a yes. fucking... It's an app. Our legal system's yes, an it's, app with microtransactions. It's the original Battlefront 2. You can't <laughs> fucking play as Darth Vader unless you pay for him. Genshin Impact, baby. Play for 100 hours. Get no characters. That game's gonna get you to join the Navy. So, I'm finishing up my notes here. In short, the DuPonts own Delaware. Uh, throughout the years, there has been no shortage of DuPont heirs raping and murdering and getting slaps on the wrist in retaliation. Of course, all of this happening in Delaware. One, notably, I suppose, I'll, I'll bring this up, this little anecdote up. Uh, this guy uh, murdered somebody on his front lawn and just went to, you know, country club prison. The same guy? No, not the same guy, a different DuPont. Oh, I was about to say, Jesus Christ, this guy is specifically Jack the Ripper. But, yeah. Uh, so this was the good Biden. Yep. <laughs> this was the one that understands politics. You can clearly see. And he does. This is what politics is. Yep. It's one big club, and you are not invited. Holy shit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two distinct kinds of nepotism, I think, should be our sort of takeaway here uh, in the compare and contrast. Um, Hunter Biden's, which is mostly benign, and Bo Biden's, which, you know, seriously does affect real people. Well, I don't know if I necessarily call Hunter's benign, because, you know, it is a plague on our society, but it is the same kind of plague on our society that everyone's doing. It's the same thing as Jerry Falwell Jr. being in charge of Liberty University, right? It's just getting mm. a getting a ridiculous job because your dad was the boss. Yeah. But anytime anyone's telling you about the evil of Hunter Biden, uh, reply with uh, the evil of Bo Biden and <laughs> yeah. point out that, you know, being a political careerist is actually not better for you than uh, just some poor guy who's addicted to coke and spends all of his money on hookers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's sort of move away from this very dark, depressing subject and into... My favorite development of 2020. We're going to meet my uh, new girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The most beautiful woman on the face of the earth, Noor Bin Laden. (laughs) We can can fix her. I'm going to take her last name. (laughs) We, not even me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're polygamous, actually. Peek behind the curtain here. Um, Joe, you want to read this? Sure, sure. One second. Let me dead my... uh... Cigarette. Uh, <laughs> being pro-Trump has caused me more grief than being Osama bin Laden's niece. <laughs> uh, more bin Laden. <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. Uh, we got a little quote from a different article featuring her. She's making a space for her in the uh, medium post genre. Uh, <laughs> bin Laden niece backs Trump, says re-election vital, the future of Western civilization. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome i love uh, i love the bin laden family super involved in western civilization they you know they kind of are yeah they participated the survival in the greatest... of it a noted thing <laughs> they they participated in uh i mean maybe the most notable uh expansion of western civilization the patriot act on its face it might seem completely ridiculous but when you think about it what was Bin Laden if not a guy that worked for George W. Bush? And this is just the logical <laughs> extension of that, right? This is the follow-up yeah. to the Bush administration. Of course she backs yeah. Trump. More nepotism. Yeah, exactly. Dude, when her kid needs a job, I mean, <laughs> President Logan Paul is going to yeah. is going to make it work out for her. <laughs> Logan Paul's president is a Republican. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh... I didn't I say want... it, and if I did, they can say it, so why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if, if, uh, she and I weren't, uh, getting married soon, I'd say she should, uh, get with Obama's half-brother who likes Trump, and they should hyphenate their last names. Oh, that would oh. be sweet! Obama Laden? Oh my god! Oh my the god. Obama Bin Ladens. That would be so beast. It would be every... Rush Limbaugh would cream his pants so hard. Oh, yeah. All right, folks, I'm here to tell you that today, Obama bin Laden. I repeat, Obama's bin Laden. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been saying it for about a decade now. It's finally true. He's bin Laden, and he's been Ladening. 
<laughs> Americans are, in my experience, the warmest, most kind-hearted, and open-minded people in the world. <laughs> it's easy to say that coming from fucking Saudi Arabia, no? Oh yeah, wait, you're right. She's a she's a sign of a Saudi Arabian construction tycoon. They probably are to her. Oh my god, Trump touched the orb. Trump touched her orb. Let's go. Let's go. I'd uh, like to touch her orb. Wink, wink. I think she's old enough that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have found this to be true for my whole life, despite being the niece of Osama bin Laden and sharing some of and sharing the same last name. Like I said, Osama bin Laden just worked for Bush. She's basically in the same class of people as Hunter Biden. Yeah, yeah. He's a celebrity. Absolutely. Americans base their judgment on the content of someone's character and actions, not on the color of their skin or their yeah. last name. No, you don't yeah, get it. Totally. They love you because of your last name. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. You got a job because of you had the same last name as your uncle. This is uncle magic. This is the same thing as James Biden earlier. You either you either get a job because of your last name or you get made fun of on a podcast for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you either die the nephew or live long enough to see yourself become the uncle. <laughs> How about that one? How about that one, boys? I'm that was a solid now. one, man. Let's Respect. Go. The response to my letter to America has been overwhelmingly wonderful. But in my private <laughs> life, I have lost a few so-called friends for backing Donald Trump over the past five years. <laughs> she should have said longer than five years. Yeah. She's just been an old head for Trump. Norbin Laden was a birther. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, actually, Obama's related to me, guys. Nor <laughs> Norbin Laden just also thinks Graydon Carter has bad food restaurants. And <laughs> what are some out? What are some of other? Oh yeah, he thinks uh, Robert Pattinson had to drum Kirsten Dunst. He could do so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that Norbin Laden lost all of her Democrat friends. It's cool that Norbin Laden had shitloads of Democrat friends. Yes. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton won't hang out with her anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. She goes to Martha's Vineyard and she just has to hang out with Alan Dershowitz all day. <laughs> Me and Alan on a nudist beach. No, I think the beaches in Martha's Vineyard, you have to wear those swimsuits oh. that are like, uh, it's like the shorts that are attached to a top and it's like a whole like one piece thing with stripes on it. Yep, Classic. You, that, or Every, you can wear nothing but the masks from Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> Day and night, you know? Day and night, baby. You're either dressed like the fucking Neutral Milk Hotel album cover, or Moloch himself. Yeah, that album's sweet. Uh, shout out to Jeff Magnum for wanting to fuck Anne Frank and writing an album about it. <laughs> uh, getting back to this. Coming out publicly was a step too far for some. And the vitriol I received for stating my political beliefs revealed unflattering sides to certain characters. <laughs> <laughs> she's tweeting, she's like, now I know who my real ones are. Yeah. Absolutely. I like how she phrased it as coming out. <laughs> <laughs> realize, realize, realize. Yeah. That's what these fuckers say, they're like, I had to come out as conservative. Yeah, coming from the noted liberal bastion of Saudi Arabia, I had to express my love of uh, 
central government and a police state, and people were surprised. <laughs> she's just she's just posting pictures of a uh, Bugs Bunny like we were talking about yesterday on Facebook, where he's wearing like a pinstripe suit and he's got a bunch of tattoos and he has a revolver and it just says like Now I know who my real friends are. <laughs> Lord help me, <laughs> I'm back, back on my shit, and he's like fingering Lola Bunny, and this is just like <laughs> the memes we saw when we were nine that made us this way. From a sociological standpoint, it is quite interesting that some in elitist circles being pro-Trump has caused me more grief than carrying the name Bin Laden. Aww. Yes, once again, elitist circles. Bin Laden was a middle manager for the American Empire. <laughs> he's David Thewlis from the last season of Fargo. He gets arrested and he's <laughs> like, Your boss is going to come through that door in the next five minutes and tell you to let me go. And you're going to have to. This podcast's official position is Osama Bin Laden is still alive, living under the sea with <laughs> Tupac and Epstein. <laughs> living under the, the sea. He's living in my room in bunk beds with me. I just tell him to keep it quiet while I record the podcast. <laughs> He'd be a wonderful fourth mic. He watches too much porn. Let's uh, let's talk about that real quick. Do you remember when Bin Laden got... Uh, after Bin Laden was tactically executed in a Pakistani suburb, like, watching porn at <laughs> his house, they revealed his computer contents, and he was, like, playing Metal Gear Solid and, like... Dude, I'm pretty sure he had CS Source. <laughs> he had... He played Counter-Strike, man. He, he heard terrorists win, and he was like, yeah, dude, Fucking cool. awesome. They managed to just destroy an entire helicopter during the raid because they, like, couldn't land it right. Yeah, they crashed it into a tree in the middle of the desert somehow. <laughs> Good job, dude. Nice. Very nice. Oh, have you seen that the guy who claims to be the one who put the bullet in his head that killed him is like an anti-mask guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a psychopath. I believe it. Yeah. He's pretty sure he's a cute yeah, that guy, guy he'll too. Probably... That guy's cool. He'll probably be in the fucking sequel to uh, Range 15. That guy will probably be the president. <laughs> and we'll be the ones having to uh, debate him. <laughs> we'll be the, the Democratic Party will be gone and it'll just be like... My party, the legalized drunk driving party, will have taken over. We'll have a majority <laughs> in all 50 states and we'll be challenged by his party, the Q Party. Even more striking were the contrasting reactions to President Trump's COVID diagnosis. <laughs> Gleeful comments devoid of compassion flooded social media. Some even going as far as to wish for his death. <laughs> Kim Jong-un showed more sympathy than many of the president's detractors. Yet for all the hate, there was an outpouring of love and well wishes from his supporters. And, and from Rachel Maddow for some reason. Trump is Hitler, yeah. but he should be allowed to live. Uh, well, <laughs> well, if, he well, if Hitler around, got sick, wouldn't... then he should have been allowed to live. Absolutely. If he wasn't around, she'd have nothing to stand for or against. Yeah, she, well, she yeah. would have a job. Yeah, you're right. Like, no one would watch the news if Donald Trump wasn't president. I don't even know what's going to happen to media if Joe Biden does win in November. <laughs> no one's <laughs> What are they going to talk about? <laughs> like, just still Trump, actually. He's just going to get a show on every network. But, uh, <laughs> I'm excited I'll be his first guest. He's gonna be a host on, uh, E. <laughs> he becomes the next... Ryan Seacrest. He's gonna replace Megan McCain. He becomes oh, the next be cast the member of SNL. <laughs> and like Shane Gillis, he gets fired for some voices he made in the past. Uh, he plays what? Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good, actually. Uh, one take from a favorite Twitter account of mine at Honor and Daring, which is just some stupid MAGA <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. you know exactly what they're tweeting. Yeah. Expressed it best. 
Trump is the first and only president that I've actually cared about. <laughs> That's because he's the first president in recent memory that seems to care more about Americans than an abstract ideology or just enriching his donors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <This> yeah. <laughs> Trump famous for not wanting to enrich his donors. It's like, you came so close, but then you lost. You don't care about any other american presidents you just have to get over this one man he's like your big high school ex it's the same idea right <laughs> this sentiment is clearly felt by many americans who come out in droves for the president wherever he goes including walter reed medical center during his stay if he can't hit the road the rally comes to him <laughs> little clarification on the uh walter reed medical center rallies while he was there the uh the local republican party set that up they <laughs> You know, they just sent out a mailing list. Yeah, makes sense. I love the idea that it's like a COVID party right outside. So he like, you know, they, they let him eat three babies so he gets over the coronavirus. And then he comes outside and like has to kiss Paul Blart. And as a result, immediately contracts the virus again and has to go back in. Yeah. yeah. The circle of life. He gets to stay president because of a loophole where he's too sick to ever lose the presidency, so he just has to stay in Walter Reed forever as the president. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right, let's talk about this, I guess. <laughs> and why do I support Donald Trump? Look at his record! He has stood up to China, kept America out of new wars, solidified ties with Israel... <laughs> <laughs> this is how you rebel in the the bin laden family you're like no Israel's really cool and good this is why the egyptians did not let the saudi arabians fight with them in the six-day war <laughs> <laughs> literally this is why uh overturned the disastrous iran deal and obliterated isis <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they're giving a little bit too much credit to Trump and not enough credit to Brace Belden on the obliterating ISIS front. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, who personally did both of those things. Well, he also uh, kept America out of new wars and solidified ties with Israel, so... Kept America out of new wars. Venezuela was just a goof, as was Bolivia, as was our series of other goofs. The terror attacks were still funding in Nicaragua. As was the assassination of a high-ranking Iranian official. Oh, yeah, Kasim, Jesus Christ, the bodybuilding general, man. R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. I just poured some coffee on my carpet for him. <laughs> Feel like shit, bro. Just want him back. It's not coffee he would want. He would want you to pour like human growth hormone. Monster. I just I just poured some monster out for Kasim. Yeah, I agree. Kasim was a big monster energy guy. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's the monster. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what flavor monster. I'm drinking coffee-flavored coffee because I thought that's what kind of podcast this was, guys. No, I drink the white-flavored monster because I'm racist and it's ribbed for my pleasure and I keep it in my asshole. Uh, keep for fucking reading this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, papa. Yes, papa. Uh, domestically, he removed handicapping regulations to American economic growth. Rebuilt a depleted military, <laughs> brought back manufacturing, and revamped dying industries by renegotiating trade deals and cutting taxes. Rebuilt a depleted military by banning trans people. Removed handicapping regulations to American economic growth like allowing coal runoff to be put into rivers. <laughs> 
Oh, man, Brought back manufacturing. I don't even have a joke for this. What what do that, we manufacture in this country? Yeah. We make money. We make yeah, exactly. We work at the Ameri- money store and print money. America's biggest manufacturing uh, industry currently is the porn industry. Yeah, you're right. That's the only thing that we own the actual means of production of. Well, that and weed. Yeah, but we're gonna lose weed to like some spiring. <laughs> All weed's gonna come from China pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're gonna go into Weeher. They're gonna get rid of all the Weeers. They're gonna replace them with Weeders. Let's go. <laughs> that is right next to Kazakhstan, where like ninety percent of that region's weed is grown. Ninety yeah, percent of that region is weed. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, that's why Borat couldn't actually be filmed in Kazakhstan. Too much loud. Too much loud. <laughs> it was too loud to film there. Anyway. Yo. Wait, wait, let me do a Borat tangent for two seconds. It is really sad what happened to Sasha Baron Cohen. How he, like, you know, told that hotel concierge that he, like, killed a child. And then he disappear the body and get him a new child. And they were like, we can do this. And then he went from doing that to being like, you must vote for Joe Biden. Uh. (laughs) And releasing a Borat with that in mind right before the election. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ. What Hillary Clinton must have put a gun to his head. Oh yeah, uh, my favorite part about that uh, story about the uh, the child thing is he immediately took the footage to the FBI, who just waved him away. They're like, "No, thank you." No, we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my boss. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's my Borat tangent. Um, he has achieved energy independence, curbed immigration, <laughs> all of. <laughs> You didn't ban H-1B visas so they can still import, you know, anyone with any sort of skill they would like to replace you at your job. Uh, but he did send the military to the Mexico border because a fake caravan was coming. They also did, uh, ban communists from moving to America. If you're a registered communist to any communist party outside of the United States, you are not allowed to move here. I can't wait to see the definition of that expand and expand until it's like Labor Party members. Yeah. U.S. Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) Like, some fucking stupid British person who's too worried he's very worried about if they're anti-Semitic or not. Absolutely. Am I being bloody anti-Semitic right now? Can I support the Labour Party? Oh, you got you got your anti-Semite license, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this next sentence is awesome. He's tackled neglected issues such as human trafficking and unjust incarceration. <laughs> human trafficking. Neglected issues such as human trafficking. She's a Q person. She's a fucking Q freak. Of course she is, man. That's If you're drinking the Kool-Aid anyway, you might as well get into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you're in the cult, you might as well try the tantric sex swing. <laughs> uh, and giving America a chance at restoring her principles, pride, independence, and true place in the world as a beacon of liberty and hope for all. America yeah. is a woman, and she believes in QAnon. <laughs> America is a woman and her boobies are huge. Woo! Uh, she talks about how she wanted to leave Switzerland for London, but COVID travel restrictions didn't allow this. Try as she might to hop from non travel restricted country to the next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I-, I love that. She, she uh, 
literally she's talking about like you know going from one country to the other that was allowing travel and then trying to get to london from there and it just never worked <laughs> what doesn't she understand london wasn't allowed <laughs> i don't know like, it's <laughs> such a big brand thing to do <laughs> it's saudi aramco money baby <laughs> this is what it looks yeah. like going to mogadishu <laughs> another amazing sentence right here in proper Orwellian fashion, all traveling nowadays is monitored with mandatory governmental forums throughout Europe. Even if your country isn't on the quarantine list. I missed my goddaughter's baptism as a result. What the fuck? I'm being baptized in Wahhabism. It, it's a demotion if they're talking about a Christian one. It's like, what, you stopped the believing in the last part but kept the other two? What the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> Inshallah! It's just this, yeah, it's this weird, like, rebellious sect of the family that's like, no, we're conservative, we're Christian, we love Israel. Okay, but it's not like the other sect is super liberal, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Joey, they're, Joey, they're damn progressive. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, they can drive now and everything. <laughs> Besides the sadness I felt from missing out on this, I thought of all those who couldn't be with their loved ones before passing away during lockdown. Oh, Yeah, dude, that does suck. If only there yeah. was a guy who could have made that not as terrible. Uh, <laughs> at least I wasn't subjected to a two-hour Black Lives Matter-themed play. <laughs> the New Tomorrow at Young Vic. What? <laughs> Unlike my friend who wasn't so lucky last weekend. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking awesome. This reads as an ad for the play. <laughs> this is the exact conservative thing of like inventing something to make you mad, but this is like something that exists and they're trying to use it, but it just reads as an ad for the thing. <laughs> I was forced to go to a two-hour no, Black Lives Matter-themed play. No, not even her. I wasn't subjected to the play, but my friend was. <laughs> Sub subjected. <laughs> she was invited by a leftist friend of hers, and <laughs> unknown to her before accepting the invitation, the entire play was a Black Lives Matter manifesto. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> not that. The Black Lives Matter Manifesto, where the movement fought for such brave changes as uh, changing the name of the police department to the Justice League. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Very cool. Changing the uh, name of the military to the Avengers. <laughs> changing the name of Norbin Laden to Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice, nice. Uh, not surprisingly, she described the experience as a form of torture, which she'd know about. Her friends were enthralled. I'd say any th uh, theater is a form of torture. <laughs> While I'm glad to miss out on London's latest cultural trends, I was disappointed at having to cancel my reunion with Aww. my friends. Aww. Her so friends sad. like uh, Randy Andy. <laughs> Yeah. They both get it, you know? It's hard to be yeah. the son of uh, royalty. <laughs> is, this a, is this a cut article? Is this her, like, I'm not important, but I get my own singular well, blog post? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's, a, uh, it's like an op-ed. Yeah, it's the spectator. It's just now that she's a Trumper, that she's like got an interesting angle on it, so she's able to get into the medium genre writing posts like, when Jeff Sessions said that word, he didn't mean it that way. And if he did, so what? <laughs> <laughs> That's his right as an American. Absolutely. 
We made that word. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> these frustrations and letdowns are outweighed by hope, love, and trust. That's what the oh. Trump campaign runs on. <laughs> Seeing the uplifting <laughs> images of Americans rallying around the president also warms my heart and lifts my spirit. I wish I could be there with them. You can be sure I'll be on one of the first flights to America once the restrictions are lifted. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew what you were doing there, Nord. Jesus Christ, you're awesome. That is oh, hilarious. Man. I couldn't have oh, written yeah. a better last sentence. Dude, it's like either she is the most oblivious person on the planet or she is the most clever, funniest person. I mean, she's a comedian. No, she she's knew a what genius. she was doing... She would bury most comedians just with that last <laughs> sentence. Holy <laughs> shit. Good set. All right. Uh, good set. I've tried Noah. to bring this up uh, on this this uh, article. I have not been able to yet. You guys have seen the picture of her in the full MAGA jumpsuit, right? Yeah. So fucking awesome. I really want it. The thing is, the Republicans <laughs> have the, the fashion design kind of thing nailed down. You don't see anyone in, like... I don't know, I'm hoeing for Joe, jumpsuits, or whatever his slogan is. I like how he's had five slogans, and that would actually be better than all of them if it wasn't. Thanks for listening to Boomer Death Squad. We talked about Hunter Biden, Bo Biden, Nor Bin Laden, and the general history of uh, fail sons coasting off their last name. Yeah. If there's one thing to take away from this, folks, it's that uh, these people are lizards. Thank you. I've been Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been Danny and I've been Matt you can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod this has been Boomer Death Squad bye bye see ya doodles why don't the bees try to block your heart and how could a fuck thing so fuck is not to start but if I can't have it then no one can